Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Work From Home Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Wilson. Today, I have the privilege of speaking to Cole. Welcome to the Work From Home Nomad podcast. Welcome to the Work From Home Nomad podcast. I'm excited to interview Cole. I'm excited to talk to him. We met in Mexico. Uh, then we met again in Brazil a few weeks back. So it's been a while, but uh, it's been a really great journey for the both of us. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce everybody to Cole. Cole, how are you doing today? I'm good, Wilson. How are you doing? <laughs> and, you know, just living the dream. Oh, oh did I already lose you? No, we're good. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. You know, the, the Selena Parche Wi-Fi is not the best. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Shout out to Selena. Get your get your SHIT together. Um, all right, cool. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so you're in Selena Parti. You're in Parti, which is uh, in the state of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Uh, what what uh, made you go there? Uh, to be truthful with you, um, if we want to just run into Brazil altogether, uh, I was in Mexico. I actually had a conversation with you, which is hilarious. And I said, uh, you were in Florinopolis. You've been traveling around so much all the time that I was like, damn, this guy's been here for like months now. Like it has to be good <laughs> because normally you're in a new place every day. So I asked you to come down to Brazil. Like, how is it in Brazil? Um, obviously, the number one question that usually comes up when we're working is how's your Wi-Fi? <laughs> and uh, you were telling me, yeah, it's good. But like, come down, we'll visit. And uh, yeah, I booked a ticket, left two days later out of uh, Cabo St. Lucas in Mexico. And uh, I don't know, that's the last time we saw each other in Florinopolis. And yeah, and then recently went to Rio, I was down there. And then uh, last minute, I was like, oh, I'm going to come to Parache for a few days, maybe a week. But it's super relaxing here and nice. Weather's good. Everyone's working. So I decided to stay for at least a month, I think. That's awesome. How would you uh, compare Mexico to Brazil? How's that going? <laughs> um, I think it was you actually said, like, uh, Brazil is another animal compared to Mexico. Mexico is a fantastic place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've had lots of fun there. A lot of people there. I've met a lot of people there. Um, a lot of Mexicans have been good friends for me, and it's very easy to make Mexican friends in Mexico, which is a little bit different than I found in Brazil. Yeah. Not that it's impossible here, but yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, once I got down to Brazil, I fell in love, found out that the visa process right now is pretty relaxed. So I'm in no mood to leave anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, right on, right on. Cool. Um, okay, cool. So just to give a little bit of a background on Cole, um, he is Canadian. Uh, he studied political science and pre-law in college. Uh, then um, he went on and moved on to a career in investor relations as well as venture capital. Um, and I have to ask, Cole, so you started this lifestyle, work from home uh, and travel at the same time. Um, and just so, you know, just to level set, and I didn't say this in the beginning, but um, to live this lifestyle, all you really need is good internet and a job where you can work remotely. Uh, and then the second part to that is you love traveling. And you want to do both at the same time. And you're able to accomplish both really well at the same time. Uh, but Cole, you know, is it an accurate statement to say that you uh, started this lifestyle because of COVID? Or did you did you do this before? 
Um, no, I started because of COVID. Um, a little about me, I'm in venture capital right now uh, on an investor relations team. We can get into that a bit further later. Um, I was in banking for institutional banking before, which is not mm-hmm. an area where you're technically even allowed to leave the country or let alone anywhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, when COVID kicked in in March, it was, we were about midsummer, and I was like, there's no way this is going to end anytime soon. Um, so I asked my boss, yeah. I'm like, is it cool if I go to California, um, be closer to my family? <laughs> uh, I'm Canadian, but I have a lot of family living in California. I'm like, there's no reason for me to be paying $2,000 a month for an apartment in Canada and Toronto um, if I'm just going to be sitting inside. <laughs> you know? So right, I right. decided to, they, they gave me the green light to go to California. I was like, perfect, went down there. And um, after that, I was like, screw it. I want to go down to Mexico. So I went down to Mexico. I knew from a previous trip that the IT wasn't an issue for them to pick up on the fact that I was in a different country because we had offices in pretty, a lot of areas of the world. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't get red flagged. So I went down to Mexico, uh, into Puerto Escondido. That's where I met you. Yeah. Um, we, Good times, we were man. at Polina, like literally sharing a wall. And, uh, and yeah, the rest is history <laughs> on that. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> we'll save that for the post-podcast conversation. But I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one hell of a time. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, so yeah, uh, it kind of comes to this fact that I fucking always go on tangents in different directions. So it's probably good to try to stay on it. Um, <laughs> no that you can leave with current jobs, especially during COVID to different places in the world. Um, some places I know people, their IT departments will catch you on that or will care. I met a girl yeah. from Toronto working for Simple, which is one of the most, uh, like one of the most best robo um, advisors in the world, it's raised tons of capital. Seems mm-hmm. like the most relaxed place to work. She had a boyfriend in Puerto Escondido and she had to leave her job because they wouldn't let her stay. So, <laughs> yeah. so there's two sides to it. So maybe, yeah. but uh, yeah. And then Wi-Fi. It's another thing. That's why we both left Porto. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among other reasons. <laughs> Dude, one time, one time it went out on me just randomly. Uh, and I think, do you remember whenever the, the entire town, like the whole yeah. uh, Wi-Fi and uh, as well as service, like it just shut down. Service, uh, everything, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, that happened in October, no, August 2020 or September 2020. And at that point, I was like, I'm out of here. Like, this can't happen again. Um, yeah. And luckily, it was like afternoon for me. Um, I was pretty much done with all my meetings. I had one internal meeting that like I just missed because, um, you know, all the uh, because yeah, cell service was gone. Wi-Fi was gone. Yeah. You need like uh, a so puppy carrier like, pigeon. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like one miss and it's really not a big deal, but like, I was like, dude, if that happens a second, third, fourth, or even fifth time. Like dude, that. Yeah. I'm like, out of here. Like I'm, I'm getting the heck out of here. Uh, so I went yeah. to, uh, cellulita after that, um, which is a lot more reliable. Porto Vallarta is a lot more tourism. Um, yeah. definitely more, reliable than Oaxaca, the, the state, in my opinion, at least. Uh, and then I, I moved down to Brazil <laughs> and I was like, dude, Cole, you're going to love Brazil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, are you going to go to Pipa anytime soon? I'm going to go to Pipa in the next month. I was going to go like this weekend, but uh, honestly, it's been really relaxed down here. And you know, it's weird, weird thing to get into. You know, when we were in like Puerto Escondido, there's a lot of people that work as digital nomads, but don't actually really work. 
I've yeah. noticed that every- <laughs> like you see them 100%. on Monday, there's like 30 people in the co-work. You're like, Jesus, the Wi-Fi is slow. I can't get anything done. <laughs> and then and then it's like midweek on a Wednesday and there's like no one there. And you're like, what, what, where did they all go? They all live there still. Like they're still there the following Monday. Yeah. The weirdest part about Parache was I thought no one would be working. It's like supposed to be very disconnected. You're not supposed to have good Wi-Fi. You're not like, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be like, enjoy yourself, do yoga, mm-hmm. meditate. Everyone here is working and they all stay here long periods of time. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is weird. At least at this Selena, like I'm pissing off like three people talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's so hard. Uh, I remember being at that Selena, you know, I was talking in the kitchen. Uh, you know, people complain whenever I was talking in the co working space uh, in my, in the like private room or something. Um, I had the door open. So I guess I was being an a hole there, but. Uh, but then the manager the next day told me, hey, you have to pay 50 reais if you want to stay in this co-working uh, by the way. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I played a stupid card. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, honestly, you know, to the traditional digital nomad, I, I don't know, man. Like, before the pandemic, it just seemed like... Um, it, I don't know. You, you always see those ads, right? It's like, hey, you know, quit your nine-to-five job, travel the world. And yeah. I, I'm just like... You know, I guess you could do that with digital marketing, drop shipping, maybe e-commerce, but like yeah. that—that's about it. Uh, so I think um, you know, props to Cole, you know, a guy, investors relation, investor relations, venture capital, uh, first guy I've met at least. Um, I've met a couple of people in finance and fintech, but uh, specifically venture capital. Uh, Cole's actually the only person I know. Uh, but how is it, you know, balancing your job and traveling at the same time for your job? Uh, uh, it's, it's probably the hardest part of doing this. Like, uh, I'm sure that's a common thing amongst a lot of people. Even a person I met here the other day, he was working for a German company as a software engineer. Mm-hmm. It was for, he's been in Brazil, he was Brazilian, but he was here for two years and has been traveling. And that was the first question he asked me. And I was like, you know, someone that's been away for like a year or so. When the first question they ask you is how do you balance this? Because it is the hardest part <laughs> of doing everything. Um, I'm constantly behind. <laughs> um, yeah. You have like one night you want to go out for dinner and another night you want to go out for dinner, but like in a normal office, you'd be like, okay, I'll stick it out till eight or nine, especially in my type of area of work. Right. Yeah. And uh, sorry, there's bugs everywhere here. A <laughs> uh, uh, whole bunch of, uh, there was monkeys sitting here eating like a minute ago though. But anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, it's the hardest part um jumping on meetings those type of things i'm not gonna lie i've been way more productive in an office than i would be here but Mm -hmm. um you're happier you know what i mean so you got to find a balance in between um especially in banking or venture capital like you're working expected to work like 12 hours a day probably you know what i mean but here you want to enjoy your lunch you want to go surfing in the morning you want to go eat dinner and see friends or go go out for music later or something like that so it's honestly something i haven't figured out fully and i've been away for almost a year (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, setting like even setting schedules and things it's it's difficult i I wish i wish i had the answer to everyone here that's going to try to do something similar all i can say at the end of the day is you're going to be a lot happier in your spare time which is going to help you work more yeah. You're going to have ups and downs of wanting to work more and work less. When I was in Rio, I almost entirely worked because I was coming from Floripa for four months where we yeah. were just like enjoying friendship and enjoying being out and doing yeah. things. So it was like a full month of catching up. So I think 
I don't know. I think I'm starting to graduate into that next step of, you know, having to balance after like almost a year, having to balance the ups and downs of working plus times you're just motivated times you're not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's always like a trade-off and, you know, I, I love the, what's the, the word, the debate or the, uh, yeah, the debate uh, work from home versus office, you know, advantages and disadvantages of both. Uh, there's certainly um, a lot of, you know, a lot on both sides of that. Uh, but, you know, I think well, you, that, you've uh, been, what are, what are you on like year three or four now? Yeah, uh, I'm on year three. I'm three and a half for me. Um, you know, I've gotten used to it. You know, I, I think like back in was it 2017, whenever I started uh, working from home, um, you know, I, I love the concept. Uh, you know, I used to drive 25 minutes uh, without traffic one way in Houston just to get to work. Uh, and then on the way back, there was a little bit of traffic. So that's an hour of my day. Uh, yeah. and I hated that. I just I thought it was so really much. unproductive. It was like a waste. Um, yeah. but you know, you know, that's certainly one disadvantage of job of office. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know, happiness definitely, is a major one. <laughs> yeah. Happiness is a major one too. Yeah. And, and right. you know, I think like, I, I just really like doing this because I love traveling, you know, some yeah. people might not like traveling. So it's, uh, you know, that's totally fine. Right. Uh, but it's, you know, this lifestyle, if you don't like traveling, then this, this lifestyle doesn't make sense, obviously um if you have kids yeah. it might be a little bit harder but <laughs> I've, I've seen some families with kids doing it which i like hugely respect if they can educate them and everything it's pretty cool um yeah, I, I was gonna say like you know like you you've obviously met a lot of friends all over the world so like even like when me and you can run into places or like i just got here you're like i have a friend there let me introduce you i arrived didn't even message her yet she was like she was like, are you the Canadian? I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, I got told that you were arriving soon. <laughs> <I love> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> How's Bobby doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, God. we're having, yeah, we're all having drinks tonight. Uh, and there's playing live music. <laughs> right, right on. So the world, the world is a smaller place, you know what I mean? And the love of traveling is there. It really um, is, dude. There's definitely a community. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think, um, again, back to the uh, working, you know, long hours thing while traveling. I, I mean, you know, I'm not, not a knock on previous digital nomads, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it just seemed like, hey, yeah, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm working like two hours a day or something. I was like, how is yeah, that? It doesn't count. I don't think yeah, so. It, it almost doesn't count, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like every like, time I meet someone, I'm like, "Do you have a real job, or do you have like a job?" Like, a... <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of freelance people doing good work, and they they're making enough money to make their way through everything. But a large amount of people don't. I met not to go on the yeah, knock on it. I met a girl that was working for the UN. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." It was in Mexico. She's like, "Yeah, we monitor the border with everything that was happening with like the Donald Trump government and everything." And then I never saw her work for like a single day of my life. <laughs> I got so confused and that's how I learned it. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, a large amount of people don't actually work long hours. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's nuts, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I was going to ask you a question, but I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. So I, I wanted to ask a question about um, your transition recently. Uh, so, you know, congratulations to Cole. He got a new job. Um, you made that transition like two weeks ago, right? It's my end of my third week. Yeah. Nice. First of all, congratulations. And second of all, how was the transition and staying in Brazil while the transition happened? 
honestly, even finding a new job for a transition, like you wouldn't expect sometimes when you're not working. And to be clear, the job I have now is not remote. So they have questions about whether I'm returning and when I'm going to be returning. And they won't even send me a laptop. Like I'm like logging into things. I don't have access to other things because of security. So it was like things that had to be negotiated <laughs> during the time. And it's That's awesome. I didn't have any clothes to even interview with. Like it was ridiculous. Like this is, I think, what I wore. <laughs> and yeah, it's like things where you usually have a certain tie where they were doing physical interviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, the transition's been good. Um, the job's changing. I know I'm going to be a lot busier than I am now, even though I was busy before. But you know, mm -hmm. new job, new jobs, you have to focus more and learn more things and do yeah. those type of things. So. It's going to be harder than it is. That's why I decided after the Wi-Fi here got a bit better, like at least in the co-works and kitchen, like you told me, and that's how much Wilson actually knows about traveling to different places. <laughs> <laughs> I ask his advice for like 95% of everything I do. <laughs> you flatter me, but, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, dude, it's true. It's true. I honestly, I, I wouldn't be in Brazil if it wasn't for you. But um, means a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, 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 you're the first I ask about everything. So it's been fantastic. That's awesome, um, man. Yeah, yeah it, it's, yeah. it's true, though. If anyone on this is watching, and obviously you're watching for a reason, ask him any question. And he gives you either very blunt answers or very detailed and, like, good to the point, like, visa detail stuff that I wouldn't even get. I Like, it's shocking. So, so <laughs> Dude, yeah. That's accurate. Either blunt or very detailed. It's one or the other. It's not going to be <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, I asked how to get a visa in Brazil, and you told me, like, step by step with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that was written out like casually too. Like, numbering, over, over a dm so <laughs> yeah. over a dm dude that's so true like i it, it's so weird because like um you know that's just how i that's how i function like that's how i work um yeah. and you know i do that digitally <laughs> i mean i don't know how yeah. else to do that but um yeah i mean like that's exactly you know people ask me questions at work all the time uh, i do the same but when people ask me questions I give them like really detailed bulleted numberings and I'm like, Hey, you know, this is, I, I want to be thorough. I want, I want my boy Cole to know what's up and, you know, people, <laughs> you know, for example, it, it, so it seems like, a, it seems like a contradiction, right? I swear to God, like being someone that's traveling all the time, but can be like so thorough about good things that you need to know, but can live in the moment. It's like this weird encapsulation of both. <laughs> yeah totally like i mean honestly like um I, I really think the old school thinking is like oh you're traveling like i'm sure you're not doing anything you know yeah. and um which i think to some degree that was sort of true when the digital nomad concept first came out because like who in the who in their right mind would actually do this um but no. now like you know with the shift of work from home um whether it's permanent or whether it's just through whenever covid is globally completely controlled um it's like you know like i'm working from home anyway like what's the difference between doing that and being in sunny selena in uh party right next to yeah. um the gorgeous uh historical central central and uh and beach as well oh that's fantastic yeah actually one thing to think about like uh i decided in august to leave and it was everything was open in toronto at that point and everyone was like why would you do that and i'm like well everyone gets sick from everything in in the winter like as it gets cold in toronto i'm like it's probably going to shut down the city again so i'm just going to go and like a yeah. few of my friends are like you shouldn't do that it's a huge risk but my lease was ending i was like you know what i'll leave <laughs> and uh 
I had other friends that are consultants, like working in like very white color jobs, leave in October, at the end of October, because you give two months lease. So when they saw me leave, they were like, shit, you can do this. Like he's yeah. working from a beach right now. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't have to go to work. Like, what am I doing here? So yeah. if you are a person like that, take the risk. Like even a girl I work with right now, she's going to leave to Costa Rica because um, she found out. I, I got, I asked like, when would you expect me to be back? They're saying September between me and you same probably thing might happen again where everyone yeah. gets sick in toronto and it might shut down because toronto is fully shut down right now still it's not like the united states hasn't been doing as well or at least politically like so. yeah. <laughs> dude that's crazy uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo dude i'm in the uh, united states uh so what is today may 28th 2021 so the u.s like it, it feels normal like i'm going out to bars uh no masks and yeah. I actually do feel safe. Like uh, I'm, yeah. I, I got both vac- vaccinations. Um, a lot of people who who've wanted vaccines have gotten it for sure in the U.S. And yeah. like I'm thinking about like places around the world um, that uh, haven't had the chance to get those vaccines. It's like, well, damn, Tor- Toronto shut down. Uh, how's Brazil, by the way? They were shut down for a while, the entire country, but uh, they opened back up a little bit, right? It was like state by state, city by city. Like I know El Salvador, or not El Salvador, Salvador is closed still. Um, Pipa's open. Yeah. Uh, here is fully open. People wear masks. Um, apparently, there's a huge delay for. Uh, I think people can get their first shot quite easily, but their second gets more difficult or something like that, which is common yeah. in other places of the world. Um, but other than that, life's pretty normal you wear masks entering places and that's that's about it you know what I mean? yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but that's man like we've been away for so long even mexico is like that like yeah from, like i i lived what three months of covid it's like north american covid yeah <laughs> and then left so i've been i've been living in places where as long as like maybe someplace you have to wear a mask but you could sit down and have drinks with people and enjoy yourself and there's live music and those type of things for a while yeah, but definitely. Toronto has been bad. Like, they're, it's not even like they're, I think we probably have similar rights to a lot of places. Just the government, at least in Toronto for Ontario, is more strict about it. And everyone's pissed off now. So I don't know how long that will last. <laughs> Truthfully, to say the worst devil advocate thing or devil's thing is the longer it takes, a lot better for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the silver lining with a pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, you know, it's, it, it's a horrible it's a horrible <laughs> phenomenon, right? It, but, you know, there is one silver lining to this, in my opinion, and it's that, hey, we're starting to realize that we can do stuff like this, right? Um, and yeah. still be extremely productive. That um, was the huge part, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I would never be here if it wasn't for COVID, ever. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah, silver lining, would, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, t- talking about whenever you moved out in August, so your lease was up anyway. You left uh, Toronto. You are saying, you know, F it. I'm going to... I'm going to go down to California. Then you went down to Mexico, you know, and, and it seemed like your friends were like kind of confused. So can you kind of describe, you know, that situation where, you know, how did you break out of that situation? <laughs> uh, well, it was still like a weird time during COVID too, but they were, um, they were like, it sounded crazy. You're like, okay, I'm going to give up my apartment that I already in Toronto, like rent even goes up so much that it's like, they're like, if you give up your apartment with the rent, it's going to be a problem. So, but we did, I did that. And, um, 
it was that was the scariest part was giving up those type of things <laughs> i mean the things that keep you stable yeah for um, sure. but i was like it's time to like i i thought this was the only time that could ever happen that i could do this i obviously called my work and asked how they would be expecting me to come back and if it was okay to go I didn't say it to like Mexico or anything because they would have said hell no. Right. But, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> Start with California. You. They're like, you want to manage millions of dollars from a place we could never find you? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, they all thought, like a lot of my friends thought it was crazy. Some thought it was like cool, but they were like, they didn't know for sure if we were coming back, you know, for first year, six months, we thought we were going back every week. So, yeah. <laughs> so, totally. I guess I took the risk earlier and then I had friends follow the same suit. I met some of them in Cabo, one of them in Cabo for Christmas and my birthday. Like, uh, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, and now she is in Amsterdam. Like she hasn't gone back either yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you got doing the same thing now. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's been a great time. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, I, I'll tell you the story about the first time I did something like that. Uh, that was back in 2018. I just had this crazy thought, um, according to everybody, I had this crazy thought that I would just go to Guadalajara in Mexico. Um, I had never been there before. I, I didn't know anybody. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to try it out. You know, I didn't give up my lease in San Francisco at the time, kind of in the same situation you were in Toronto. It's like, if you give up a lease, it's like, damn, you have to like reapply if you do come back and, and all yeah. that. So I didn't want to quite give up that lifestyle yet. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to try it out, you know, try out the work from home nomad lifestyle. So I went to Mexico uh, early 2018, didn't know a single person, uh, just found my way to make friends. Um, yeah. And I think like you're, you're somebody who's really good at that too. Uh, you're somebody who's really good at that. And uh, but anyways, I, I just figured out ways to to be friendly, to make friends with the locals, to make friends with other foreigners. Uh, and it just turned out to be an incredible experience uh, to where I came back and I was like, dude, I'm doing this full time. Yeah. Like uh, this is definitely for me. This was so fun. Uh, I picked up a little bit of Spanish at that time. It was just uh, two or three months. Um, I remember by the end of it, uh, I could go on dates and survive. It was like hell no <laughs> for the first two months. It was like horrible. I was like struggling and I was just like, oh, I Guadalajara, man. That'd be way harder. Yeah, yeah. But um <laughs> but yeah, I mean like after that I, I was like, hey, I can do this. You know, like yeah. um you know, all my friends thought I was crazy, but whenever I came back, they saw I was still alive and in one piece. Like I was like, yeah. dude, that was awesome. Like we should all do this. Like if you have the opportunity, like why not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not, uh, not to even think... take away from it too. One thing we need to consider is how much more you can enjoy your life. Like if I was sitting in San Francisco every day, unless I'm getting like an expense account. It's pretty yeah. hard to go out and enjoy meals and go out for dinners and do everything you want without having to think about it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Um, and I think um, of, of something like that in the situation is if you used to live in San Francisco or Toronto, we're like really expensive places. You go down south to Mexico, uh, to Brazil, for example, uh, the U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar, they're both just a lot stronger than the Mexican peso and the Brazilian PL right now. So at least right now. Um, and your your money is just worth a lot. Uh, so, you know, I remember just counting the pennies in San Francisco. Uh, I was yeah. living literally with a tech job. Oh. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not surprising, San Fran. Same Toronto, paycheck to paycheck. Like you're broke at the end of it. It's insane, right? Yeah. 
yeah you, you give like just enough to live like you get like one night out for dinner maybe like with friends stuff like that you're like thinking of everything like yesterday we left um someone i met here from she's from peru um we were like i finished a meeting at 2 p.m i was like you know what i have two hours and we went down to the beach and got a bottle of wine it was like 20 dollars that's awesome dude <laughs> yeah and it's just like and you don't have to blink you know what i mean like you can enjoy it because if i but you know what i mean there's different types of traveling for different people it depends where you go yeah. Brazil for sure is fantastic. Honestly, if I want to plug anywhere, I love Puerto Escondido, but the Wi-Fi is terrible. Like same thing. Yeah. Uh, dude, I like after your time you left, I had five hours. So I had the first one. I was there for the first one you were with. So, and then the second one was five hours. I'm like, fuck, I gotta leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was like it came up like an hour before market closed. Like I could have lost millions of dollars to my clients. Oh God, dude. Yeah. Puerto Escondido, <laughs> get your, get your SHIT together. Cause that's not acceptable for, for people like us work from home. Nomads, no. nomads. We need better yes. than that. <laughs> if you can work any hours and don't have meetings. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if you're mean, doing like, like Slack updates, like that's the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, like software engineers who only meet once a day or something for 30 minutes and the rest of the day, they code. It's not a problem. Right. Yeah. Is it, is that? helicopter going over above me oh yeah I figure out why there's so many helicopters here do people just fly to their islands i don't understand <laughs> dude probably man like why not party is gorgeous <laughs> did you do the boat cruises okay can we get into a tangent about this really quick oh hell yeah i dude. do not understand this town it's like colonial and then there's like phenomenally good food everyone is way it makes me feel insecure about how well they're dressed they're like in like either like <laughs> really cool hipster clothes or they are like dressed like as if they're in like east hampton it's like and and the it's food is phenomenal everything is good the price is like you know it's expensive compared to the rest of brazil but it's not that bad you know like and it's, yeah, it yeah. doesn't look i can't pinpoint what it's like here i feel like i'm like in like the south of italy or like, <laughs> yeah. like or south of france like it, I don't, yeah. it's, it's a it's a weird place i haven't figured it out yet and the, yeah. there's like villas on islands that people take, like, you know, have nice ones, like brand new villas. <laughs> oh, dude, man. Like, uh, that, dude, I, I don't know if you've done it yet. I think you just arrived this past weekend, but um, you uh, you got to do a boat party because, like, it's awesome. It's like, what, 80 reais, which is about 15 US dollars or something uh, for all you can drink caperinas or whatever. Ask Fabi about it. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll see you tonight. Like, I'll see you tonight. Yeah. And you like sail around like all these gorgeous islands and the water is so beautiful in party. Uh, yeah. dude, it's, 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 blue. Then, it's like Caribbean sometimes. Exactly, dude. Um, and then dude, once you hit a Pipa, it's quite a different vibe because Pipa it's in the North of Brazil. Um, but Pipa is kind of the opposite it's like not bougie but it's also like really chill relax and like a party town um yeah. dude like you're gonna have a so good yeah, time no, you told me you told me a few little stories so. <laughs> 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 I, know, I know you had some fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah um let me you know do a side eye and say hey let's save that for the uh, post podcast uh, conversation <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> all right um all right, cool, man. I mean, like, just uh, get your opinions. I, I'm just curious, what your what are your opinions about this, you know, lifestyle? Um, now that you know we've really let the dogs out with this pandemic in terms of work from home culture, um, do you see a lot of this happening a lot more in the future, where you can travel and work at the same time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do think it's happening a lot more in the future. Um, I think the most comparable way that you could see that it was like this before was like expats living in different places and countries, right? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had like an uncle, he lives in like Barcelona, he lived in Africa, he lived all over the world, um, working for places They usually send you out for like six months to a year to that place. And then you would work in those places. But now it's changing. It's not like it's not so much location pace, but it's changing to like this type of lifestyle works. Like people can work from other places and do everything. And I'm sure you've had tons of conversations on productivity and those type of things as well. There's a ton of studies out there regarding that. And there's good ones and bad ones. Like they say, some people are less productive than if they're in the office all day. But then it kind of comes down to different types of companies in the world. Me coming from banking, they are probably going to hate you and be like, I want you 10% more productive. But if you come from places that are like even some venture capital or some obviously tech in areas like that, they want you to have the balance of being happy and doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have children or if you don't, you can have children, but if you don't have those type of, like, if you don't have things that are stopping you, um, I would suggest it. Um, other than that, maybe find a friend to do it with or make friends easily. That's probably something I don't know if you ever talked about a lot, but mm -hmm. it's a huge yeah. factor. I've heard a lot of people say they're very lonely doing it this like before. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. but that's, that's, sorry, another tangent, but that's, that's a major yeah. thing I noticed. Yeah. I, I've met people said they like, if they travel by themselves, they say they're lonely and stuff like that. And that can be a difficult downside of being a nomad, to be honest yeah. with you. Definitely. Is, a uh, Mm -hmm. yeah and like mm -hmm. the world's a small place like sometimes it is nice to meet people and stick time with them and spend them like and see them constantly but we're also in a digital world where we can talk to everyone too <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's true right um i mean whenever i talk to my coworkers in the united states it's the exact same if i was in brazil the exact same um maybe we're using different data centers i guess <laughs> like it's literally the only difference <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> if I got asked to move to New York City and didn't know anyone, I'd probably be having a harder time making friends and doing anything from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think like, you know, there are, you know, certainly ways you can make friends. Um, you know, traveling solo, it is definitely more difficult. Um, that's a skill that I've actually really picked up because of this lifestyle. It really forced me to to do stuff like that. Um, yeah. and quite honestly, it translated really well to the professional world where, um, where, you know, networking, just asking yeah. people, you know, for simple help, um, knowing, giving that impression that you'll do the same in return, uh, when that opportunity comes, you know, uh, little things that I think positive things that can come out of that, uh, once you, you know, step into the, that shoe, right. <laughs> and that one, one thing to think about too, that I noticed is, um, I thought it was going to be a major problem when I was applying and interviewing for jobs that I was in Brazil. Like they're going to be like, that's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like you're obviously mm -hmm. going to have other priorities. I thought there'd be a lot more stigma than there actually was in my situation. And the best part was the last person I had to interview with was like our chief growth officer. Yeah. And he was at like TripAdvisor and a few other like companies and stuff like that. And he's like, where are you in Brazil? And I'm like, Florinopolis. He's like, and he's like, Carnival in Florinopolis was the best time of my life. It was just like, hit it off. Oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was, and I honestly there. think that discussing those, I, I think we didn't even talk about anything else. We just talked about Brazil yeah. for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And when he said Florinopolis, dude, because it's like last known, you're like, oh my God, like this dude's been yeah. traveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude that's awesome man dude you hit the jackpot there like it's, i hit 
but he said the best time of my life during carnival too and i was like and we i was like one week after carnival so i was like yeah yeah i was like yeah it wasn't the same like it was a place where we could all party but it wasn't you couldn't like go in the streets and he's right. like well obviously <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome you know the stigma's not there as much at yeah. all like it's not as much as you think and i'm going into more traditional boring areas not boring not venture but you know i mean more more white t-shirt type things <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um i i'd like to you know explore that topic a little bit more the stigma because um you know again i think it's it's kind of old school right um it's uh it's like the idea where you're you're not in the office oh you're you're probably just like slacking off um at least like for my job dude we don't have time to slack off uh we're actually a little bit uh under what's the word um where we don't have enough people basically for the yeah. amount of product that we have. <laughs> yeah understaffed yeah thank you so yeah it's like we don't have time to like you know have a stigma like that it's like dude, just get your work done um so yeah. i think it's kind of interesting how like you know that stigma probably was pretty prevalent back in the day uh, but you know it's it's pretty cool to hear your story on that because it's you know you're able to be transparent uh hey i just had carnival last week in Florianapolis and the dude like actually experienced it one time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. yeah yeah exactly yeah. and he was so excited about it like he was that was the best part yeah um cool. i do i disagree man like there's stigma in banking for sure yeah those type of areas um <laughs> When I started, like one year before COVID, maybe half a year before COVID, uh, we were allowed one day to work from home and it was for technical issues. Like if we lost power mm -hmm. in our building, anything like that, we should have one person working home from like each day. I loved working from home. So I started working from home like two, three days a week and they were noticing and they were pissed. But I was like three or two and a half years into my job. I was already yeah. handling very high value clients. Like they were like, I was like really pushing the envelope of how much I could really do here. <laughs> but I remember my VP like asking me, he's like, how often do you work from home? I'm like, oh, like one, two days. And he's like, knew I was full of shit. You know what I mean? Like, and they hated it. They hated it. They hated every moment of it. But COVID did change it very fast for them. Um, but yeah, this, yeah they, if you look at like companies like Goldman Sachs or anything like that, like they're begging to drag everyone back now. Like they are now, like you need to. Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely but COVID has changed it but yeah also like like i said you can still get hired you can still still do other things i don't know how many people on your watching your podcast are going to be in similar situations as me. <laughs> but yeah, there's at least there's people like me that are pushing on the banking side <laughs> yeah definitely and <laughs> hey, we yeah. need more people like you cole who can you know get their shit done and just live life to the largest right um yeah we'll try <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. Um, well, I'll give you a chance to do a closing statement. We are about time. Um, you know, is there anything that you would like to say? Uh, maybe a shout out or uh, just anything that I'll just give you the floor right now. What do you have to say? <laughs> um, Put your honestly, out there. <laughs> I don't I don't have much. Just enjoy your life. Um, take risks to go see new places and see new things and meet new people. Not to sound basic, but it's true. That's the best thing yeah, I can man, take away. I went from working constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you heard it firsthand. This guy, risk taker, overall badass, living the dream in Brazil. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cole, for your time. Um, yeah. Maybe meet up later this year. Um, I'll, I'll find a way. Wherever you go, uh, just let me know. And, uh, dude, best of luck. Congratulations on the new job. And best of luck moving forward, bro. Yeah, cheers, man. Take care.
<laughs> Thanks.